0: Welcome, everybody, to the Film Club. This week's episode, we're talking about National Treasure for our Nick Cage Month.
1: Wow. Who is everybody's national treasure?
0: Yes, yes, we get to talk about uh, Nick Cage's early 2000s attempt at being in a franchise.
1: Which I think he did very, very well.
0: Yeah, yeah, this is definitely... Um, this is definitely a really, like, fun movie. I remember seeing this. I, I don't think I saw it in the theaters, but I know I saw it, like, right after it came out. Uh, and I haven't seen it since, but um, I really like it still. It's a good movie.
1: It was enough to influence young Dean's life.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, nah, this movie is why I... This movie is probably why I got really into history. What, what about you? Were you a history girl after watching this?
1: I think everybody was a history fan after watching this because he made history fun in this movie.
0: Yeah, well, he made it he made it seem like history was something you should learn because it might lead to treasure one day.
1: Which is a good thing to learn. I mean, if I remember all these facts, maybe I will find treasure that's been hidden for thousands and thousands of years.
0: Have you found treasure yet?
1: No, but that's because you don't want to go on adventures with me.
0: Wow. Wow. But yeah, so National Treasure. Um, do you want to give everybody the rundown? What's this movie about? What's happening? What's going on?
1: So there's this guy, and then there's some treasure, and then there's another guy, and then they try to go get the treasure, and then things happen, and then there's this girl. But no. There's Ben, who is <laughs> that our... the
0: most accurate depiction of what this film is you, possibly going on.
1: You are very welcome. But the story's about Ben, who is a treasure hunter and... Ben's family is the gate family which has they have their own issue with history and it's more alluded to in the second movie but he's a treasure hunter and he's trying to find this hidden treasure from you know the masons and he gets with this guy Ian I don't remember what Ian does I don't know if they say it in the beginning of the movie
0: Ian's gig Ian's played by Sean Bean and he's supposed to be the the money right he's the one who funds um ben's expeditions to try and find all this lost treasure and all this history stuff i think it's implied that he's like a criminal underworld crime person but how what that actually entails is kind of just in the air he is a bond villain basically
1: yeah because they work together but Ben and Ian are two very different people. Ian's like, yeah, I will kill people to get what I want. And Ben's like, no, I am Indiana Jones. This belongs in a museum.
0: Well, Also, I don't think Ian is all that like, um, I'll kill people to get what I want. Because like five times in this movie, he could just cap one of these guys and he just doesn't.
1: He blew up the Charlotte.
0: Technically, Ben blew up the Charlotte.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah, Ian was just like, chillin'.
1: Yeah, but he was going to shoot uh, Ben Riley. And, and Riley and, you know, there's gunpowder everywhere. But yeah, back but to if, the, the... If
0: Ben sy- agreed to steal the Declaration of Independence like he was going to do anyway, then he wouldn't have gotten shot at.
1: So back to the synopsis, the, Ben and Ian are tracing down clues to find this ancient treasure and ultimately it leads to them needing to steal the declaration of independence because there's a secret map that was put on the back of the document by our forefathers and this is not an easy task to do because this it's is the a- declaration of independence exactly it's a very protected document and all chaos ensues once the declaration is out of its case
0: this becomes a James Bond movie.
1: James Bond, uh, Indiana Jones.
0: Ocean's Eleven. Ocean's
1: Eleven. So many different movies all compiled into one with Nick
0: Cage. Nick Cage. And, yeah, um, and I kind of want to talk about Nick Cage in this one because he already had done, um, like, his action trilogy in the 90s, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he already had done his Oscar Oscar bid um, I think the movie that's probably the most popular that came out before this was in two thousand two called Adaptation. Yeah. Um, which is his another run at trying to get another best best actor nomination. Um, but he
1: had done the movie uh, The Rock with Sean Connery. Yeah,
0: the, yeah, because the that's the action trilogy, right? It's um, Con Air, Face Off, and The Rock.
1: I believe so.
0: Yeah, and it's just interesting to me because. How old is Nick Cage at this point in um, 2004 when the movie comes out?
1: I have no idea. You're the <laughs> I, yeah, I gotcha. you're, you're the Nick Cage groupie, so you would know.
0: Okay, well, I think he's about 40-ish, or he's, like, closing in on 40.
1: Yeah, I, I could see that.
0: So, it's interesting to me. I wonder if after, you know, adaptation and all the stuff in the 90s, does he just look at this film and think, you know... This seems like a pretty f- good um, career move. I can just do this, get a franchise going, and doesn't really have to worry about it so much.
1: That, and I think this is around the same time that Pirates of the Caribbean came out. So yeah. it could be a thing where he saw, like, oh, wow, you know, they're doing live-action adaptation films, and they're actually done very well. There's yes. a story that you could follow along with. The characters are more realistic. And I think that's probably why he was like, "Let's do this," and if it turns into a franchise opportunity, even better.
0: That's that's right. I remember right after Pirates of the Caribbean came out, they try a uh, Disney, um, the company that you know produced this, yeah, really, really wanted another Pirates of the Caribbean because I remember we had the Haunted Mansion movie with Eddie Murphy,
1: which was funny and it was you know based off the ride. So when M- was the last
0: stuff? time you watched that movie? Last year. Really. My God, I didn't like that movie when I was a kid.
1: Oh no, that's one that I watched like
0: every like it's a Halloween a, standard. A,
1: every October I gotta watch it at least once, yeah.
0: Really? Yeah. I I thought the Haunted Mansion movie was so goofy even as a kid. Yeah, it but it I might mean, have just been a thing it's like late stage Eddie Murphy and I like eighties Eddie Murphy. So well, I, I don't yeah. know.
1: But I mean, I love goofy, goofy things like I, like you. Exactly.
0: Like Dean, like Dean. But um I remember we had like the Haunted Mansion movie. I think Uh, Disney even tried to make like Zoom with um, Tim Allen. Do you remember that? Or like Sky High.
1: Oh, Sky High, yeah.
0: Yeah, I know there was, like, a lot of those movies where they were like, yeah. we're, we're gonna get a franchise going, boys, it'll be like Pirates of the Caribbean.
1: We're, we're breaking out of animation, while still doing animation on the side, but...
0: it The animation department went pretty much direct-to-video for, like, a good ten years. Well, that,
1: and they also have Pixar, so it's like, you know, you have a big fleet at, over at Pixar, and then you could also do these action animation, or action, live-action movies, with really big stars, and it's for the parents, it's for the kids, because, I mean, we're not kids anymore, and it's still entertaining to watch National Treasure.
0: Yeah, and I think that's a an interesting point about National Treasure, and that's probably a big point for all the live-action Disney stuff, at least from this era, Yeah, was they were really trying to just revive the adventure genre that had pretty much disappeared from from movies for, like, a decade at that point. Yeah. Because, like, when, like, the last good adventure film before this was, what, Indiana Jones? Last Crusade? Yeah. Because I don't, I can't think of any, like, just classic adventure movies from the 90s.
1: I mean, we were also very young in the 90s, but thinking of, like, Disney, I think of, like, the Disney uh, Channel movies. Yeah. Where those are live adaptation, but that was more my focus because i was like okay this is more geared towards my age mm-hmm. and this is something where it's like oh no anyone could walk into this movie and sit down and enjoy it and it's not goofy it's not you know okay they're, they're fighting for the declaration and this one slips in a pool of oil and falls down or this one bumps his head there's
0: not really a lot of comedy in this no. movie i mean most of it is just snarky comebacks from riley and even yeah. then they're like they're not even, like, cringy. They're actually, like, pretty decent. Like, yeah. that's that's one thing about the movie that I think aged really well is all the performances work. And also, this movie doesn't date itself, which is really strange to me. Yeah. Because they're, like, talking about, like, stuff on the internet and things like that. And they don't sound like this was made in a far-off time where the internet was magic.
1: The only thing that dates this movie is Nick Cage's highlights. Oh, you, oh, God, he is
0: trying to rock that, like, late in sync look.
1: But I kind of like with, you know, different actors and artists, when they like to change their hair up a lot, you're able to tell what decade this person is. It's like, the highlights, like, okay, this is like early 2000s Nick Cage. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Nick Cage is kicking some ass in this movie, running around, jumping off a naval ship.
0: Yeah, I mean, how, did he do his own stunts for this? I don't know. I think he
1: probably would. He strikes me as an actor where it's like, I'm going to try to do the majority of my stunts until the people are like, you know what, this is kind of actually dangerous. I
0: don't, I don't know, honestly, because um, I, honestly, I think the only major stunt here that he would probably bow out to gracefully is jumping off the, the battleship or the aircraft carrier. That's probably the only one he would bow out to.
1: I don't know, but then, you know, how many people could say they've jumped off of an aircraft carrier for a movie?
0: Oh, there's probably a few, but those people don't live very long. But what? back to the point at hand. Yeah, it's... um, But Nick Cage doing National Treasure is really interesting. Because I think if it wasn't for Nick Cage, I don't think this movie would be as well remembered as yeah. it is.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, I mean Riley's great. Um, Abigail, she's great, too. Mm. But Nick Cage is really carrying the movie on his back.
0: Yeah, which, I mean, isn't saying anything bad about the other actors. No. I mean, John Voigt's in this, Sean Bean's in this, mm-hmm. um, the actors playing um, Abigail and Riley, uh, Diane Kruger and Justin Bartha, and uh, Harvey K. Tell's in this. Yeah. Like, there's real actors in in this movie. It's and not
1: a, a kitty movie where it's like, okay, you have one actor that, and that you know.
0: One actor that you know is only, you know because it's from the Disney machine. Yeah. Kind of thing. But
1: this, you know, it's like, no, there's actual actors that you recognize from other films, TV shows, but it's just like, no, this is Nick Cage's movie. He is Ben. We got this.
0: Yeah. And just, just going on this, it's, if it's was like Tom Cruise, I think this would just be a kind of mediocre movie. Yeah. Um, cause honestly the script's not super tight. It's it's a pretty like not generic, but it's a pretty like by the numbers adventure movie.
1: Yeah, and it's, you know, we have uh our start to finish uh goal. Yeah. We're going to steal the Declaration of Independence before this guy can do it and we're going to So find we can the get
0: treasure. this treasure. You you can beat out the whole movie from there more or less. Yeah,
1: and there's no other side missions, no other, you know, storylines or plots. It's like no we're gonna hit our target goal, and they do.
0: Yeah, and it's not like there's there's also not like a lot of deep themes you're trying to chew on. You know, it's like what is man and shit like that. This is a pr- this is basically borderline just pure entertainment.
1: And it is, it's, it's entertaining the entire time.
0: It is really entertaining. Um, what what else did you want to talk about?
1: Um, well, I thought it was really cool that we get to kind of see Ben's character. F- you know, as a child, and where his love for history grows with also, his grandfather. Also, Christopher Plummer's exactly. in this. Exactly, that's what's going to make the point. Christopher Plummer is his grandfather in the movie.
0: Which, I totally forgot that, because he's only in the first scene, right?
1: It's like, I saw this movie last year. The last time I watched it was last year. Mm-hmm. And I completely forgot that Christopher Plummer was in this movie. I completely forgot how the movie begins.
0: Yeah, honestly, it's really weird, because I remember... I remember almost nothing of the movie. I think I remember, like, the treasure room scene and... The him me- with the torch? Yeah, him with the torch, because that's it's the poster of the movie. Yeah. And I remember the ship blowing up, and that's, like, it. I actually had no memory of how the movie started, and it was really weird to see Christopher Plummer show up. Cause yeah, and it's... That's a big hit for basically a cameo.
1: Yeah, and it's very vital to see where Ben's love for history began, even though it seems like their family has been like deep rooted in history and that's their thing. Hmm. But it's an important key to us seeing, okay, this is very much why this is Ben's life as a treasure hunter. Even though his dad has very been, you know, been very against treasure hunting and oh yeah, our family doesn't, you know.
0: His dad, um, John Voigt, it's it's really questionable to me did he hunt for the treasure and did he not because it's implied that he he never did and then it's implied that oh he did it for like 20 years and then it's like oh nobody threw it all away at one point after his wife died and it's one of those things where the timelines of the movie and the family line up really weird kind of and, thing
1: uh, i don't think the wife died she left him
0: did she leave him or did yeah. she die? Because I don't know if we ever get an answer.
1: No, she she left him. Have you seen part two?
0: Oh, okay, yeah, I've seen part two. Yeah, yeah so... Yeah, I heard the she, mom's alive.
1: Yeah, so she left him, so we kind of don't know, okay, were you a treasure hunter all this time and you found nothing and basically your marriage kind of fell apart, everything kind of fell apart, and he's just become kind of resentful towards this lifestyle and this lore, which Ben ultimately, you know, proves hey it is real
0: yeah but which is another thing where it's um them finding the treasure is like um hey weird conspiracy theorists out there buddy i want you to know if you try real hard say your prayers at night you too can find the kennedy assassin because it sure wasn't lee harvey oswald or or Or, it's like aliens are are real you know or flat earth buddy just just keep on keeping on. You'll figure it out.
1: Yeah, and it was also like uh The Mummy in 1999 when they get into the treasure room and it's just
0: It's it's wall to wall treasure. Yeah,
1: so so many references in this movie to
0: to other adventure yeah. action movies. Yeah. I'm not which is a thing. The movie's I don't want to call it generic cuz I think the premise is pretty fun. Yeah. But you we could you can kind of beat out the movie and stitch it together from other movies if you really tried.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like any movie. Movies are inspired by other films. Um, but, yeah, it, was just, it made me think of, oh, well, you know... Some I,
0: movies are just inspired a little bit more than others.
1: Yeah, I was like, ooh, I really want to watch The Mummy after this. Like the, <laughs> it's I, I was a, that's probably in the wild.
0: a pretty good, like, um, like double feature is The Mummy and National Treasure.
1: That would have been a fun episode.
0: Um, actually, that would have been a fun episode. Next week, everybody.
1: We're coming <laughs> back. We'll be back, I promise.
0: Exactly. Uh but, I also, I wanted I wanted to throw this out. Again, I'm, I'm going to say I really did like the movie. This is just me being, like, oddly nitpicky. Because Christopher Plummer, the grandfather, says he was my grandfather's grandfather. So, what's that? Four, gener- five generations down?
1: Um. Well, that would be his great-grandfather. So, two, three. Yeah, I guess.
0: Because I'm doing the math and I'm like... Cause it's a hundred and something. It's like hundred and thirty years to get to Ben, right? I think so. And I'm like, wait a minute. How, are are you all just having kids at like seventeen? Because I think I tried to do the math once, and somebody somewhere had to have a kid at like twelve to make the numbers work.
1: I mean, <laughs> I'm, that's
0: just me being being pedantic, but like, I <laughs> actually I actually checked the movie's math. And of course it, you of did. Of course I did. But it, I, it came up and I thought about it for a I'm second. I'm sitting at
1: home enjoying the movie and Dean's, you know, out with the sketch pad and, you know...
0: Oh, I had to like, get the calculator out. This, this doesn't tab- make sense.
1: Hand me the eraser. Oh, I do see a number two eraser on your... And yes!
0: pencil, I, A number two pencil on your desk. Yes! I wrote... <laughs> I did the math. I can... I have this um, scrap... Man. I have the scrap paper somewhere, but it, it's, it's junk like that. The movie does have a... Um, the movie is trying really hard to keep its like historical facts right yeah. but the internal logic of the movie is a l- e- 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 shaky we'll we'll say at the least you know it's like hey we need to build this giant underground complex with like traps and and stuff in just the middle of Washington DC we're going to it's going to require probably like i don't know maybe like a couple hundred thousand dollars in colonial times money with a bunch of masons and carpenters also Sworn all to secrecy.
1: I can see that happening.
0: What? Boo, are you kidding me? Like, can you imagine keeping, like, like a secret between, like, ten people?
1: Why not? People do it all the time. I don't think so. The- are you sure, Mr. D and I love conspiracies?
0: I love conspiracies, but that's the thing about conspiracy theories, you know? The only way you can make sure a, cons- a conspiracy theory is never solved is to make sure there's no one to tell about it. Exactly. That's why Jack Ruby got shot, or Jack Ruby shot Oswald, but whatever. JFK next week, everybody. But um, no. the uh, but it's just the thing we're watching the movie. Some of the internal logic is just funky, you know. Like Ian is somebody who wants this massive treasure, but also seems to have infinite money at the same time. I mean, I'm, more money, more money.
1: Exactly. I'm like, no problems, just more money. Even though he's a wanted man, but just more money.
0: More, more money. Uh, and and also it's like, bro, like the the treasure you're going to find is like ancient historical artifacts that you probably can't just pawn off. Also, I... Craigslist. Uh, eBay. True. It's like this is an original Tutankhamen sarcophagi. Uh, has never been seen before. Starting bid... Forty bucks. Let's see where it goes. It might work out.
1: Or original scrolls of Alexandria. We're gonna start the bid at five bucks, free shipping.
0: You see the free shipping. That's what that's what gets you.
1: Hey, I mean there's been plenty of purchases I've made where it's like, ooh, free shipping?
0: Sold. Pushes it right over the edge. It does. Everyone out there. I was gonna buy something the other day on, on eBay. And I was like, wait, this is only like 20 bucks. Oh, hell yeah. And then I saw shipping cost $50. Yeah. That's where they get you.
1: Oh, they do. And then your heart just kind of sinks. It's like, wow, I thought I was really getting a good deal on something I've been looking for for a while. And then they're going to gouge me with the shipping. No.
0: The worst is when you see shipping from, and it's like, wait a minute, I could drive there. I could get in my car right now and I can be there in like an hour.
1: I mean, we've done that before. From... uh when i got my enlarger
0: oh yeah 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 you bought like a photo a photography enlarger right mm-hmm. that it's a big old machine thing yeah yeah oh, god we had to go pick that up from some guy's garage right yeah
1: but it was like down the street from our school so
0: did any offered to like ship it to you or something and it was like, no ridiculous. it was no
1: it was just like oh okay you have to come pick it up it's in fullerton and i'm like oh well we go to school here so let's just
0: On our lunch break,
1: drive, pick it up, and we've got it in the car. We're good.
0: Yeah. And, you know, that, but that's just, like, one of those things in this movie where, how are you going to sell all this? Because at the end, Ben basically had to donate a bunch of it to a bunch of museums, and then it's, like, the gold or whatever. And, yeah, you can, and they got, what, a percentage of a percentage at the end, and they still came out, like, multi-millionaires?
1: Yeah, I think Riley says he has less than 1%. Yeah. And I guess Ben has, like, 1%. But I was like, man, what was 10%? Because he's bitching. He's like, we could have got 10% and you said no. And Ben's like, no, you know, we have to be modest and not take, you know, that much money. I'm like, well, damn, what could have 10% gotten you?
0: Fun fact, boo. Another thing Dean started doing the math on.
1: Of course he did.
0: But I didn't have to because there's a lovely video online that actually goes through and tells you how much money the equivalent of all that shit would have cost. And they well, I mean, it's
1: not shit, you
0: know. Well, it's treasure. No, it's money, because they would be, um, Bezos levels of wealthy. Hmm. They yeah, off off of the percentages, they would be multimillionaires and would never have to work again if they kept everything. They would be Bezos levels of of wealthy. They wouldn't be rich. They'd be wealthy. They would get into that bracket
1: and still treasure hunt because and still treasure because it's hunt. fun.
0: Yeah, which also I know this isn't about the second movie or anything like that, but um I do, I do remember the second movie and I think that's probably why this movie had trouble taking off as a franchise because it it would become them having to find just a new treasure to hunt down that every invo- time, yeah. every time and it would have to be a bigger treasure or a more important thing and then it would also have to tie into them going through like obscure facts of american history mm-hmm. to to make it work. And that's yeah. probably why there's only ever been like two movies.
1: Yeah, but there's been a lot of talk lately about the third movie. So They're making
0: a TV series.
1: Did they officially announce it?
0: I mean, I saw the INDB thing that says there's a bunch of producers that already hmm. produced a bunch of episodes. It hasn't been released yet. I, I the
1: I could see that working for like Disney who Plus. Is it?
0: Um, Justin Bartha, um, the guy who played um, Riley, Riley, yeah. he came, he's back in the series. I saw him there.
1: Hmm. Okay. And
0: the director came back. I think almost everyone except Nick Cage came back to the for the show. Mm-hmm. I don't know if if he's gonna come back for the movie, but who knows? But again. This movie was Nick Cage's attempt to basically just starting the franchise. I'm assuming, yeah. Um, you know he does this. A couple years later, he does Ghost Rider, and both of them become two film franchises. Yeah, and it's kind of you know disappointing because after this, after this and the Ghost Rider stuff, that's when we get direct to video Cage. Yeah, which is the 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 dark times of of the Cage Sons.
1: And you probably own, like, most of those DVDs.
0: I have seen a lot of direct video Nick Cage movies. He is still the best part of all the movies he's in.
1: Exactly. <sighs> and that's why he's the best part of this movie, because, you know, he's modern-day Indiana Jones, fig- figuring everything out, knowing all of American history. And it's like, my God, how can you guys know that many facts? Because you are one of those people where you just know fact after fact after fact.
0: Well, yeah, but it's also, like, a massive amounts of useless knowledge. Because you got to think about it. Ben in this movie, yeah, he knows all this stuff about American history and all these obscure Americana facts. And and basically it's like, oh, he's he's read one of those kids' books where it's like, oh, history stuff they don't teach you in school. Like those he's are books. Yeah, he's basically just read that stuff over and over again. And it's like, it it becomes a thing. And this is like going back into the, the scripting where Ben always always can figure it out there's never anything that really stumps him
1: except daylight Daylight
0: savings savings, which also is another thing daylight savings even if it's like oh it says an hour behind bruh like the setting of the sun it depends on different seasons and dates you need like a date to also correspond with that and then you need to cut off for like the calendars and shit it's, but this, but it, this it's a movie,
1: so you know.
0: I, it's a I know it's that a movie. logic
1: gets thrown out the window. It just it happens to fall. On the, the time of the year where there's no... It,
0: it, where there's no clouds in the sky. Yes. Where it's a nice sunny day in... Beautiful
1: day. Sunny in uh, Philadelphia. Exactly.
0: Mm. <laughs> it's one of those things... Again, I know I'm just being, like, facetious and I'm just, like, pointing out weird logic gaps in the movie, but I still really enjoyed it. This was a oh, great yeah. movie to have a popcorn and a drink to.
1: Yeah, and I mean, it's been featured in other, like, shows it's brought up in Parks and Rec when uh, Leslie and Andy go to visit Ben and April, and she takes. Uh, oh my gosh, she takes Andy to the Wash Lincoln Monument, and he's on the steps, and she's like, "You know, Andy, get up. What are you doing?" And he's like, "He's like, I've seen National Treasure. Everything's a clue." And he's pulling apart the gum to try to see if there's a clue like written in there. So it's had its, it's kind of a stamp on,
0: Mike, okay. <laughs> on films and so shows. Parks and Rec was was my quarantine show
1: yes it, it took the world ending for me to finally get <laughs> dean to watch parks and rec
0: yeah yeah it was i i remember it was parks and rec community and the sopranos those are my shows oh i just watched my God. back to back during quarantine i had to hear
1: so much about the sopranos every
0: day oh it's so good it's so good but i it's just funny you bring up parks and rec because i was like Every time I I hear about, you know, Andy and Leslie and all that stuff, I just think back to, man, the world ended for like two fucking years. Jesus Christ. And we're back. And we're back. But I watched a lot of Parks and Rec and all that. I watched a lot of TV during quarantine. I
1: think we all watched a lot of TV.
0: Oh my God. It was horrible.
1: I've never watched so much TV in my life.
0: Oh, and I'm going to take a wild guess. You you watched all of The Office again in quarantine.
1: Absolutely. I watched it probably like two, three times. Jesus
0: Christ. We had
1: a lot of time on our hands, and I probably should have been reading a history book because we could be out treasure hunting right now. Exactly.
0: Also, okay. I don't know if this movie, the movie's not based on, on real life, like in any no. conceivable sense, but... There is this thing, and I have no idea if it's based on it, and I have no idea if it's connected in any way, but have you heard of the the Spanish gold hole? This is a really <laughs> weird thing. Okay, so, May, back back Maybe if the, you phrase it a I little better. If I phrase it better, okay. The Spanish gold hole. So, like, uh, okay, the, the treasure hole. Okay, so, I think it's somewhere up in, like, I think it's, like, in New England, or, or some, like, island or something up, up way the fuck north. Okay. And- these, like, uh Spanish sailors or whatever, like, they came there and they just buried their shit somewhere on this, like, bumfuck island or whatever. Yeah. And there's this hole in the ground where everybody's like, this is where it is, right? Mm-hmm. You know, judging by their flow and everything, it's here. But the thing is, the hole that it's in isn't actually, like, a hole they dug. It's like a It's like a cave system mm-hmm. where it's just this hole and it goes down and no one's ever been able to get to the bottom of it. Uh-huh. But they've they've gotten stuff and they've pulled stuff out. It's like, oh, it's like a little gold coin or like Spanish doubloon or something like that. Yeah. But it's always like little stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's filled with water. Because it's just an open hole and for like a cave system that is filled with water.
1: Yeah. So you have an entire cave that you need like scuba equipment to get down there and just swim through there. Here's
0: the thing. The, you can't swim down. The hole is like... I don't even know how big the hole is. The, I think... It was probably bigger before, but I think now it's like, maybe like the size of a manhole, okay. and it's that for like, I have no idea, like hundred plus feet down, mm-hmm. and it does curves and shit. So a person can't really like get down there unless you know all the water was completely pumped out. But then you have to pump out a cave system. Yeah. And I, and I saw this and I was like on the History Channel and some guy was there and and all I was going through my head because he was talking like Nick Cage. And he was like,
1: but the way you're talking right now and the the movements that you're making are looking like the History Channel guy. I can't think of his name.
0: Aliens, man, that guy. <laughs> it was aliens. Aliens put the gold in the in the Spanish uh, treasure hold.
1: You guys, it's so freaky. Dean is just like turning into that guy right now. Uh, the hair is already
0: coming up. It know. is He's
1: standing up. He's oh. suddenly wearing a suit now. That's weird. Did
0: you ever watch Ancient Aliens?
1: No, I've never watched it. Have you really? No. Oh,
0: okay. I mean, don't get me wrong. I all of it's absolute nonsense but it's one of the funniest funniest shows ever put to history channel oh sweet lord i would i would i would recommend it because they're you're watching it and they're like this here this this hieroglyph obviously it's it's this bird taking off but it doesn't look exactly like a bird so it looks like a, a plane like a 747 so it must be aliens taking off, coming Jeez. from the hand of, of the pharaoh, of the god Ra. And I'm like, and you're looking at it and you're like, it's just a bird. Bruh. Or where they're like, man, this here, this stick, it, it put directly in this, in this center. Obviously it can't be anything except an alien divining rod. And I'm like, that is a back scratcher. It's an ancient Egyptian backscratcher. It, but it's, again, I would recommend Ancient Aliens if you just want to, like, drink and, and have fun. It, it's so fucking dumb. It's great. All right. All right. But that, that's what National Treasure kind of reminds me of, is, like, Ancient Aliens.
1: I guess. I mean, I, I can't say yes or no, because I've never seen the show before. I just know <laughs> the meme. But, yes, that meme. Yes. Aliens. Uh, yeah, National Treasure... I mean, I love that they get you excited about history. I felt like I learned a lot, just to, like just random facts about American history. Uh, you know, I loved that they incorporated taking the Declaration back to Philadelphia and the room that it was actually signed in.
0: That's actually treated with reverence, which was really cool. And I was
1: like... Yeah, because I mean, you could just oh, okay, you know, the Liberty Bell and them running in there, and that's just you know a room that they ended up in. But it's the significance where Ben has to stop and kind of you know take a, a step back and like, whoa, this is this hasn't been in here since it was signed, even though that was filmed in
0: Knott's Berry Farm, Buena
1: Park, California.
0: Yeah, it was filmed across the street from Knott's Berry Farm. They have their own um, Independence Hall built in. It's supposed to be. Um, uh, I don't even know it's like a reenactment thing that they do. I've been in there once, but I was like 10.
1: I don't know if I've ever been in there, but uh from what I read recently, I guess Walter Knott was very into like early American history and he was Ghost
0: Town explains a lot of things.
1: Yeah, so it was this thing where he was like, "Okay, you know, we have the park and we have Ghost Town, um but I want something that's truly part of history." So he had them build a, a scale replica of um, Independence Hall.
0: Yeah, it's it's one for one, I I believe.
1: Oh, yeah, and I mean, it's it's very surreal. I mean, we, we live not too far from there, so we see it often when we go to mm. Knott's, but just seeing it there, it's like, wow, it, it's beautiful. It's very, you know, cool to see that, and then it's like, okay, here's the theme, the theme park and the roller coaster's over here. It's just kind oh, of yeah. like, it is, it's like, what? Yeah, <laughs> it's
0: close. It's not the same, because it's like, man, Independence Hall, and then you hear the kid on Jaguar going, <laughs> yeah um but yeah no i i can agree with you like the movie even though it's like history stuff is all like obscure like hey did you know this trivia it's all really um it's all really fun because that hey did you know this trivia that's the interesting stuff you want to like learn about right And it's also the stuff that's pretty easy to pick up, you know, you just do like a Google search or you get one of those things they didn't teach you in school books.
1: Exactly, and that's why I kind of like that you learn with this movie, and then for us, you know, we dissect the movie, and just seeing how much of it was filmed here in California... Uh, not a
0: lot of it, I believe. Cause a, I know a good
1: chunk of it was filmed here. Like um, I
0: know anytime they could use like the real location, they use the real location. I think the Ben Franklin library, that was like they actually filmed there.
1: I think so. And in, in front of um the FBI. I
0: believe they filmed in the Library of Congress. I think that, that one was real.
1: Yeah, I, I think you're able to film in there. Um the sequence where they have to go and change their clothes. I think this is once they get into Philadelphia. Mm. That's actually Pasadena. Really? That Urban Outfitters is one of the streets that we've...
0: <laughs> also, d- did you like the subtle, the subtle product placement? Oh, we need to get some clothes. L- well,
1: let's go to Urban Outfitters. Urban,
0: of course <laughs> Urban Outfitters, obviously.
1: It's like no Target, Walmart, it's like I- Urban Outfitters where it's, you know, an arm and a leg just to get a shirt.
0: <laughs> I mean, like, I get, yeah, it's really, it's really funny. Because this movie's whole thing is like a product placement for, hey kids... You should really go on the U.S. America history tour when you get to Washington D.C.
1: Hey, you did that?
0: Yeah, I yeah I did. I was part of that uh, that eighth grade class that went to go see you know all our nation's monuments.
1: I wasn't. I stayed back with the rest of my friends who also couldn't afford to go on the trip.
0: My my parents had to like work for that shit. It, it was it was also it was not all as cracked up to be. I went in the dead of winter. I thought I was going to die. Just
1: saying, when they came back from the trip, everyone was like, ooh, it was so much fun. We learned so much history. We're so cultured. The
0: window of our hotel was broken. It was was four degrees inside of our hotel. I thought I was going to die. You
1: got to attend an inauguration. I
0: did. Which is like I attended Barack Obama's inauguration. His first inauguration. Yes, his very first inauguration. I was there and I saw that. And you know what? I almost got trampled to death by all the people around me because they were like, oh, Barack's done talking? Well, let's get a walk in. And I was almost killed. Also, some guy tried to sell me weed at his inauguration. I was like 13. It was weird.
1: Yeah, but you say people try to sell you stuff all the time.
0: They do. I have a very, you know, I I guess I have a a face that people are like, this guy here?
1: I could sell him stuff.
0: I could definitely sell him copious amounts of drugs. Definitely. Definitely. I don't I don't understand why. I don't understand why.
1: Neither do I. It's, but... all,
0: it's all the face tattoos, I suppose.
1: Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I, I thought it was kind of funny. Because now that I, I watch the movie, it's like, oh, yeah, I can see that that's Pasadena. Or, oh, hey, that's Buena Park. Or, that's this. Or, that's that. So, it's like, it'd be something if the entire movie was filmed over in that part of the country. But, yeah. I mean, just... The sheer amount of people walking, getting them out of the scenes, because over there, the states are a lot smaller, so you could walk around, and it's just clearing out areas. So like, we're going to film for the day. I, I don't see that really working.
0: Sorry, I kind of <laughs> lost what you were going for. I, I lost it, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you're just like, over in, uh, over in the East Coast, there's less people. So it's no, easier
1: to move people. No, no, I'm I'm saying over in the East Coast, there's... More people and it's more you know pedestrian friendly where you could just walk back and forth versus here where it's you gotta you know drive from here to there. So
0: I I guess yeah. did 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 you sing that Urban Outfitters like just throw you out of the movie or something? Is that what this is about?
1: Yeah, it was just weird. <laughs>
0: uh, and,
1: and now that I, I saw it, it was just like
0: you can never unsee that Urban Outfitters.
1: Yeah, because if that's the one that I'm pretty sure I I. I, I have gone past that one. But I think not too far away from there is like the Cheesecake Factory. So it's like, <laughs> that's what I kept thinking of when I was watching the movie. I'm like, oh, Cheesecake Factory is not too far away from there. And I was just like, I can't, you know, focus back in on the
0: movie. Uh, as soon as they hit the Urban Outfitters, boom, completely out of the movie. This movie, oh, I can't come back. But um, I did. Oh, but because,
1: I mean, there's just a lot to this movie.
0: I don't know if there's a lot, but it's a lot, a lot of, of cool fun. Stuff. There's a lot of fun it's to a lot this of movie. Cool stuff
1: you know incorporating the masons and you know the the pulley system to get down to the treasure and it's you know well how did they build this when did they build this and Ben's just like you know well they built the pyramids and they built the great wall of china it's like
0: fools uh, which is another thing yeah they built this with hand tools in the middle of a city and i'm like they somebody would have noticed this somebody would have written this down cuz that i'm just saying just like getting the Ah, getting all the lumber down there, digging the hole. Also, that cave, system that cave that the, all the treasure was in. They dug that out. That there were there were contractors hired. This is like the Death Star situation. You know when they blow up the Death Star the second time. Yeah. There are contractors on there. I'm yeah. just saying, Luke. Luke killed thousands of innocent pedestrians who were just on there. You know, fixing up the toilets on the Death Star.
1: Like father, like son.
0: Exact. Like father, like son. Luke Skywalker killed hundreds of innocent people, hundreds, maybe even thousands of them, but national treasure uh i I resolved that I really liked the movie and I would recommend it to anybody
1: I have the the same thought as you. I really enjoyed this movie. uh should we talk about part two someday?
0: uh, honestly, I'm okay. Part two is just part one, but in a
1: new location,
0: yeah. Like that's, I mean, if you want to give like a quick feel about part one, because I can, I can do that. Cause if you like part, if you or sorry, part two, if you like part one, you're probably going to like part two, but part two, you're going to see the same, um, beats just, you're going to spot the beats easier because you've seen them yeah. already. Um, I mean, it's cool. Uh, I think the villain in part two is really, really good. I forget his name. He's the bald guy and everything.
1: I forgot the villain.
0: Yeah, I just know it's tied into the Civil War and... Yeah. The John Wilkes Booth thing, and it's like, oh, mm -hmm. Gage has to clear his family name because, you know, he doesn't want to be tied in with assassinating Lincoln.
1: Yeah, so it's another beat on a a different timeline in American history. So it's like, you know, we have the beginning of the country, and now we have Lincoln's assassination in the next movie, and if we get part three, who knows...
0: What that's going to turn into.
1: Yeah, I mean... Would we jump up to, like, the Kennedy days?
0: I don't I don't know, because... I rem- Also, the stakes that get raised. Because the first one, we have to steal the Declaration of Independence. Mm. And then the second one, they're like, oh, we have to raise the stakes, because we opened with stealing the Declaration of Independence. That's some high stakes. And now, they, they, uh, they kidnap the president. president. Yeah. Which, okay, then, then where do you go from kidnapping the president?
1: They steal the moon.
0: They... They steal the moon. They do. They go up there to fight the secret Nazi moon base on the moon.
1: No, they just steal the moon.
0: They steal the moon.
1: Yes, they, they take from it's a wonderful life. And, you want me to throw a lasso around the moon? I'll pull it down for you. They, I, I can't. I, I, I can't do a Jimmy Stewart the way that you can.
0: You see that moon up there, darling? I'm gonna get a lasso. I'm gonna rope it around and pull it right down for you. Here's the key to a good Jimmy Stewart impression. You gotta, you gotta get a little. Little wonky in there. Also, I I really like "It's a Wonderful Life." You know, with Clarence. I'm want to live it again. That,
1: that's one way to get Dean to cry. Clarence, Clarence. I
0: oh my I I never saw "It's a Wonderful Life" until like last Christmas, and then I watched it, and it like snapped my fucking soul in half. There oh, were tears. Oh, He oh, was yeah. hugging everybody. Oh yeah. Like I'll 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 fucking admit it. Yeah, it's a wonderful <laughs> life. Fuck, I was a bitch at the end of that movie. I cried like a like a fat kid that got his cupcake stolen. I was done. Oh, that movie is phenomenal. I would I would love to to talk about that movie. Um but but yeah, so uh, I would
1: recommend this movie. I would recommend Luke Skywalker and Star Wars because I love them both.
0: Sure, sure. I mean, Every time they add a new Star Wars movie, it's just a deteriorating factor. But I really like the first one. But I would recommend National Treasure. I think it's really fun. i go out and see the flick. It was a good time.
1: And it's a good family film.
0: Oh, yeah. You can There's watch this n- with your kids. There is nothing, like, R-rated about this no. movie at all. This is such a tamed action movie.
1: It's tame. It's smart. Um, it's fun. Yeah, it's a fun movie. And... We're coming to an end.
0: We're coming to an end of Nick Cage month.
1: So we've got one more installment for The Rage Cage. Yes. And this is a movie near and dear to Dean's heart.
0: Yes, this movie I got to pick.
1: And I've... Well, we picked these movies together, but I've never seen this movie. I think... Leading up to this, I'd seen all the Nick Cage movies. Oh, oh. no, Leaving Las Vegas, I hadn't seen.
0: Yes. up This uh, this next movie, because we're just skipping his uh, direct-to-video years, because there's, one, there's a lot of them. Yeah. And it would just be us talking about, man, Nick Cage is the best part about this movie, and that would just be the entire review, because most of them were not great movies.
1: I mean, I feel like if we did... All of Nick Cage's filmography, it would take us, what, like a couple of years? Um, Because he's been in so many movies. I
0: think Massive Talent was his 100th starring film role.
1: Was it? Okay. I
0: believe so. But I do, there is a podcast, there's a few podcasts out there that just go through every Nick Cage movie. Mm -hmm. Um, And the one I found that I listened to a little bit is not great, but they went through all the Nick Cage movies. Um, and it's, it's fascinating to see, but we're skipping all the director video stuff for obvious reasons. Yeah. We're going to The cage of sants Uh, that's movies like Mandy, Colorado Space, things like that. But the movie we picked is the one that everyone believed was gonna get him his next Oscar.
1: And it's also his favorite film that he's done.
0: Yes. Which is, is saying something, because he said that as he was advertising a whole other movie. Yes. Which, you know, means something. And that's gonna be Pig. Yes, Pig with Nicolas Cage. We swear it's not like John Wick.
1: Okay, because that that's was that been my biggest worry since you were like, Boo, you gotta watch this movie. It's amazing. Randy cried. And I was just like, oh yes. my god, they killed the pig. And he's like, no, I swear, he cried for another reason. And I'm like, oh man, I'm still gonna cry. I, I don't know what to expect.
0: I I think it's a really good movie. It is probably like his... Uh, it Because, okay... It's, like, Leaving Las Vegas, I think we can both agree, so far, is, like, his best acting performance out of all these movies. Like, that's the most he's, like, like disappeared into a role and worked as an actor, right? At least for the movies we've seen so far. But
1: I feel like he disappears into every role he gets into. Hey,
0: look, uh, you, you can keep saying this all you want. Con Air, that accent takes me right out of the fucking movie.
1: Doesn't stop you from telling me... Put the bunny in yeah. the box.
0: Yeah, but I'm not even doing a Nick Cage there. I'm doing a Dr. Phil impression.
1: You love Dr. Phil.
0: Look, let's not talk all about Dr. Phil right now. Or is he going to go back to the ranch?
1: We're going to break out the knife hands. Knife
0: hands. But the thing is with... um, But Leaving Las Vegas, I would say that's oh, one of his best performances. Pig, I think is better. I think Pig, you're going to watch it and it's going to be just... You're going to be blown away. It's a very good movie. I really enjoyed it. I'm okay. sorry if I'm hyping it up. So much. And you're going to watch it and be like, this movie's boring as shit, Dean.
1: Oh, no. Are, are we going to end off with a, a Dean movie where it's very slow-paced and mellow?
0: Oh. That'll be wonderful.
1: Oh, man. So, stay tuned for Pig that's going to drop next week.
0: <sighs> yes.
1: But until then, if you want to listen to different episodes of ours, you can find us on Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, And YouTube.
0: Yep, you can go to our YouTube channel, The Film Vault. That is The Film Vault on YouTube. Like, comment, subscribe, and watch some other podcasts.
1: And if you want to follow us on social media, you can find us on Instagram at The Film Club Podcast, where we post memes, stories, uh, trivia about our upcoming episodes, and lots of other fun stuff.
0: And with that, boom.
1: We'll see you next week at The Film Club.
0: Have a good week, everybody.